Welcome back to All The Fly Kids Show. And this is the new workout plan episode, episode 22. I am your host, Geronimo Knows. For those who did not know, uh, I'm going to start introducing myself now. It's gotten back to me that I should do that. Uh, but today's guest uh, is a member of a pretty, pretty dope collective in the city. Um, they've been out here for several years and more recently within the past few years, they've been uh, hosting a huge festival um, that's got a couple other great components that are just great for the mind, body and spirit. Uh, today's guest, we have Director of Impact for Broccoli City Festival, Daryl Perkins on the show today. Man, welcome. Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. Drama on Matt. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, happy to be here. Well, I'm glad that you made Absolutely. it out, man. I know it's been a little hectic. We've been trying to coordinate this for a minute, but here we are. So we're just going to go right into it. Cool. Um, so real quick, um, before I ask you just like your background and just like where you're from and how you got involved, like how many members are like a part of us, like the leadership team? Who all is on the leadership team when it comes to uh, Broccoli City? And Broccoli City Festival. And all um, I say like we're about three and a half of us. So we, okay. uh, yeah, we have you got a whole uh, half person. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but it just you know it, it, and we bring people on as it makes sense. Okay. Um. So yeah, myself, Brandon, Marcus. Um. Yeah, I mean, we just you know we we spirit you know make things happen. Okay. Um, What's uh yeah. and what are Brandon and Marcus's roles in, within Broccoli City? Business development. Um, Brandon just has a good ear to the streets in terms of the music. Mm-hmm. He's in he's based in L.A. Um, okay. And Marcus and I are here in D.C. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I met Marcus before too. Brandon yeah. is the only person I have yet to meet. Yeah. So yeah. one of these days we'll we'll connect. Yeah. I'm sure. he'll, be, he'll be out here soon. So. I mean, it's just you know, it's just a, it's just a, it's really just good people coming together. You mm-hmm. know what I mean, I think with any any good thing, it's just people that have like minds, just have a good vision for for the future, for for the present. Um, and and there's so many people, and just not it's just not limited to, to you know to us a, a core group. Like there's so many people that that make Broccoli City what it is. Um, so yeah, man, I just think with any the good thing, it's just about good people coming together with a concept idea and just being able to execute it. So right, absolutely. I mean, you know, I've been, you know, we've been blessed. Okay, okay. Well, we're gonna talk a little bit more about Broccoli City later on in the show, but starting with you, just where you're from? Yeah, Oakland, California. Oakland, okay. Five and So from, yeah, from I'm the uh, okay. from the Bay, born and bred. Um, my my father was in uh he was the director of uh uh Alameda County Public Health, which is like Oakland, the cities around there. Mm. And I think from a young age I didn't you know what I mean, I'm mean, I was young and I was hard headed. I wasn't thinking about health or anything. Mm. Like that wasn't something that I thought about. He's just talking like whatever, but it stuck with me. He was like you know, there's so much attention being paid towards other things like, you know, HIV and AIDS, which is obviously very important. Mm. But when you look at our community, what really is affecting us is the way we eat. Mm. You know, we're, we're, we're dying from preventable diseases. Right. So, so hypertension, diabetes. Mm-hmm. Um, these are things that we can, you know, we can we have control over. Right. And so, I, you know, what I mean, like it was like I think that stuck with me in terms of eating healthy. And and I think that there's something just so visceral about food, especially when you're growing your food or mm-hmm. whatever. Like mm-hmm. we become so detached from from food being grown to processed foods, right. like there's there's a detachment with the way where our food comes from, especially in the hood. You talking about food yeah. deserts? Yeah, right. and I mean like people like you just go to the carry out, you go in to get some processed food, and so we forget about what food is supposed to be for us, which is nourishment. It's fuel for our body. Right. You know what I mean, it's mm-hmm. fuel for our temples. Um, like you, if you have a good nice car, you can, you're not gonna put shit. Gas in your car Mm -hmm. I mean you need good fuel So it's really about Making that connection Back to You know Just to eating good And the environment And how everything You know Plays Plays and comes together Well I know Well I know Hold on one second I I I know um, Growing up in California Well I'll say this People I Most people I've ever met From California Fall into one or two groups (laughs) When it comes to eating Right either eat really great like some right. of like the best healthiest stuff i'm just like man i want to eat just like yo right. or it's just like what the fuck are you eating man yeah. like it's like there really isn't like a, a, a middle area so right. for you growing up in oakland um just seeing all of that um 
how did that make you feel just like as a youth before I say even before you like really learn just like what it meant nah I think I mean for me you know food has always been important I think you know one thing that we always did with my family was we sat down and had dinner together Mm -hmm. that wasn't something that that it was a question I'm sitting down with my mother my Mm -hmm. father and my Mm -hmm. brothers we're we're eating together it wasn't a question about that and now you look like you know what I mean people eating in front of TV is you know you're you're on the go and so I was blessed um, then my mother is an amazing cook. Shout mm-hmm. out, mom. She's she's incredible, um, an amazing chef. And so I I had an appreciation for food early before I even was thinking about what it was. Right. And there's a communal aspect to it as it's well. It's communal. It's it's tradition. And I think we don't have enough traditions in our community. Yeah. And sitting down and having a meal together is tradition. And 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 it's something that needs to be a tradition that we just sit down and and break bread together. You know. How was your day? Like that was just right. a question. Right. Like my father, my mother asking me, and we're having. How was your day? And it's just something that we need to bring back. It's right. actually something that we do. I do something called family dinner, mm-hmm. where we're bringing mm-hmm. families, and I have the youth. You know, often in food deserts, prepare meals for their parents, mm-hmm. and we just sit down and how was your day? Yeah. And I think that's something we got to get back to is just in creating traditions that matter. And and I think we we always come to. We come together around food and music. Yeah. If you got music, time, you got food, we yeah. coming together. Yeah. You ain't going to miss. Yeah. I'm going to be there. It's a function of some sort. <laughs> right. Right. The function yeah. going to definitely have food and music. Mm-hmm. So ultimately, like, just embracing and encouraging a healthy lifestyle overall. Not just right. even just what you eat, but just, like, the messages and the, the interactions and communication among one another. Yeah. You know? Okay. So how did you end up in D.C.? Um, I came here. So it's funny. So I can, my my parents always sent me away for summer times. I had to go away during the summer. I was in high school, mm-hmm. junior high. Like I always, they always sent me away. Um, and one summer between my junior and senior year, I came to Howard. Okay. And I mm. remember my first day. Howard it, is always that that link, man. <laughs> yeah, it was it was funny. I came out. It was Georgia Ave Day. We still don't got no more. It was yeah, Georgia yeah. Ave, but so, y'all know so, Georgia so, Ave. So what year was this? If you talking about Georgia this Avenue, was, this was two. Um, this must be more 2001. Oh, this is back when it was still good. Oh, it was smacking. <laughs> this is back when it but, was still good. But so it good. was right on Georgia, <laughs> and I remember it was my first day here. I was like, "This shit is crazy." Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean, yeah. like, you know what I mean, there was so many people of color. Like, it was just a beautiful right. thing. And then that was my first day, and I just had a great time. At a, I did a summer program at Howard, mm. um, and I ended up coming back to Howard uh, for school. Okay. And what'd you study? Uh, anthropology, cultural mm. anthropology. Okay. So I studied. Um, I'm an anthropologist in how we're building culture. I study hip hop culture all around the world mm-hmm. um, and the impact as an African oral tradition. Okay. Um, and all the roles that music has played traditionally and still plays. I think we don't understand the music that the, the role that music plays in terms of history, celebration, making love, making mm-hmm. war. Like there's always mm-hmm. been, uh, you know, that, that African oral tradition with music is still there, even though these artists they don't necessarily understand it. Right, right. But it's something we never lost was, was rhythm memories. Can Absolutely. you talk about that a little bit from a high level? Like For just sure. the, the, I guess, the etymology of. of yeah, all the so I mean, we come from Elaine Locke talked about um rhythm memories and was something that we never lost and through the you know through the middle passage mm-hmm. um was was music and was the rhythms um because we've done it for thousands of years it's literally in our blood when you do something right. for thousands of years it's in your blood right. you can't you can't you can't front on it so um so yeah so we we come here we talked about our you know our slave spirituals um you talk about the blues you talk about jazz mm-hmm. um Rock. I mean, it's all comes from. Right. Come on, now we've right. been doing this, yeah. mm-hmm. um, and so yeah. And I think you know, hip hop has become the, the 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 iteration of African oral tradition uh, where we are now. So starting from griots to to mm. our hip hop artists and to our singers and to everybody. You know yeah. I mean, so I think that yeah. I mean, it's, it's, you can't deny it. Right. You so when when it. you when you were at Howard, um, did you already well upon graduation, did you have a plan? As just just to like you know what it is you wanted to do, um, you wanted to actually work within anthropology and doing that work in that regard, or did you make a sidestep like a lot of college students do? Well, I think it was it was natural because I saw the impact that music has had on um, social movements, mm-hmm. and so I think it was a natural progression to that. So I used I worked for an organization called the Hip Hop Caucus. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yes, very familiar. And uh so I was one of the architects of the Respect My Vote campaign. Rev Yearwood was right. one of the architects of 
uh, voter die yeah. mm-hmm. with Diddy, and then we did respect my vote. So we were, you know, I was on tour with Ti, mm-hmm. and you know, yep, again, just making it cool to be engaged, to be civically engaged. Um, so I think it was just kind of a natural progression to using music as an amplifier, and then making sure you're following up with people on the ground and 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 really making things happen. Because there's always been, um, there's always a soundtrack to the movement. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are we going back to the '60s? Yep. Um, you know, there's always been a soundtrack to it. So, I, you know, it was just a natural progression. So I did that, and then I started, we did um, environmental um, campaigns, fighting poverty and pollution. Worked with Van Jones' organization, uh, Green for All. We had a, it was called Green the Block. So we did a lot, was a lot of stuff around poverty and pollution. Mm-hmm. Uh, worked with Al Gore's organization and doing national bus tours around clean energy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it was just, you know, a natural progression towards making it, cool to be healthy and environmentally sustainable and so i think that's kind of where broccoli city comes back to it as you know what i mean it's the cool thing you know i mean in the 60s it was cool to you know have a front put your fist up right. and say power to the people and you were right. square if you weren't involved right right and i think we got to bring that back where you should be square if you're not engaged right. like that yeah. should be the square thing like yeah Yo, you a square bear if you're not fucking engaged with what's back. going on right. you know what i mean you're mobilizing and all Adding that and especially in these times um, it gotta be like that. So, I mean, it's, that's kind of when, it, and that's again, that's just to anthropology is, is just creating culture, and re- really creating culture and trends towards health and wellness versus stupidity and stupidity and unhealth. You talk does. a little bit about. So you're from Oakland. You talked yeah. about like the '60s, the soundtrack to every movement. And Oakland has a deep history oh, when Panthers. it comes to yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm getting to. So, and just if you just pinpoint one thing that they did was their ability to you know, collectively bargain. So yeah. how is that in like the city of Oakland and the history of Oakland kind of contributed to your development outside of just your family household? I mean, I mean, Oakland is a part of me. I think it was just something that was just natural when you come up in school. Like you're learning about different things. You learn about social justice. I didn't know anything else. That's how I came up. You know what right. I mean? With, with the family, with Oakland, like I didn't know nothing else. Like mm-hmm. I knew social justice. I knew getting engaged. Like there wasn't like a separation. It's just right. what you do. Right. And again, even there it was... And if you're not, you were kind of square. Yeah. Like, you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Like, you're square if you're not, you know, you're not what was going on. So, right. um, yeah, and I just I had a great group of friends around me. Shanaka Hodge, if you look her up, she's dope and crazy, mm-hmm. amazing poet and um, everything. She's dope. Just I had a great group of friends, you know, and we're all kind of on the, the like mind right. of, you know, creation and just making shit happen. Yeah, I mean, you know I mean, I like doers. I fuck mm. with doers. Yeah. Doers are needed. You know, yeah, it's a lot. It's, it's, it's easy to talk. It's a lot more talkers out here yeah, than doers. Man. We need them yeah. now more than ever. Yeah, no, Ab- you ain't never. Absolutely. Lie. This is it's funny that this came up in the conversation because it's just like some of the podcasts that I listen to. Um, that was the underlying theme. What podcast like, you listen to? But I'm just curious. What is the, <laughs> just give me a couple. I'm just I'm curious. I like I gotta pull it up. Like, I don't know. It's like I be listening to podcasts right, like, nah, all day. Nah, and like I'm somebody up. also like I listen to. Well, especially when it comes to political podcasts, mm-hmm. I listen to podcasts on both sides of the aisle. Yeah, mm-hmm. got to. You got to. Um, but the podcast that um I've been listening to, he he just got me listening to the, the Joe Budden podcast. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Barbershop talk. It's necessary. <laughs> I, been up on, I, I had to, yeah, yeah, I to yeah. listen to it. They get um, nice with it. So there's another podcast I listen to called um, Did She Say That? Okay. Um, that's by a woman named Sunny Johnson. She um She's like our age. You know, you think, you know, somebody you just meet, you know, around the way or whatever, right. whatever, but like full on black conservative, but not like, you know, hmm. real stuffy. Interesting. Not, That's not, interesting. That, you know, you know what I mean? She's, she's always she's always referencing J lyrics, like right, hip hop yeah. hits to the cool. Like and that's why I listen to her, because right. I'm like, you don't see this this image of black conservatism well, in the media. Mm-hmm. But does she does she and well, I'm gonna listen to it, but does she how does she defend what's going on in Trump and them? She can't cause it's crazy. I don't know how you <laughs> defend that bullshit. I think with her, cause she focuses more she she's really focused on like Black empowerment. Okay. So no, that's, a, that's a lot, a lot that. of, a lot. Of, I mean, she definitely talks about what's going on within the Republican Party and things like that, and what she agrees with, what she disagrees with, this, that, and the third. But the the main gist of her podcast is just like black empowerment. Got you. you know what I mean? And then Joe Rogan, I listen to him Got like you. every day. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Combat Jack. Combat Jack. Uh, Legend. Katie Kirk. Cool. New York Sid. 
dinner party download. Politically reactive with W. Kamal Bell was fire yeah. until like yeah. I guess they they put it on hold yeah, once they, Trump they got elected. Hold, I don't mm-hmm. I don't know what's yeah, what's going because I was listening to them too. Yeah, because they would really break it down like in terms. Yeah, yeah, he got play root. But now I want to. That's great talk about other things. We'll bring it back to where we are. I mean, I want to talk about this podcast. No, 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 absolutely, absolutely. Um, so. Did you go back to Oakland or did you stay in D.C. once you were done with Howard? Um, I've been in D.C. I lived in Brazil for a little while. Okay. I lived in Brazil. I was working on a, um, a farm out there in like a retreat center. I was living in, literally living in paradise. Okay. Um, I yeah, was, I was going to ask like, what that experience was like oh, as, a, as, a, as a black American. It was incredible, but I mean, we all look Brazilian, so it's not like I'm different. Until I was, yeah, they would think I'm Brazilian yeah, until but... you know, until I spoke my broken Portuguese and Spanish. So, I mean, but it's beautiful. I mean, I we talked about stress levels. Out, we talked about stress levels before we got on, mm-hmm. and I just remember the stress is just a lot lower. Like we live with with such high stress levels here in the states, yeah, and it's not healthy for us. You know what yeah, I mean? Like yeah. it's literally chemically. Not healthy, and, and and especially if you're in the hood and there's more stressors, like it literally release, releases chemicals that mm-hmm. are not good for you. And mm-hmm. so, I think that that's something that we have to really monitor is the way we're living our lives. Um, you know, keeping stress low. My, my grandmother, she lived to be 101. Grandma wow. Jessie, and I, I was like, Grandma, what's the what's the you know what's the key to longevity? And she said, Baby. <laughs> I'm too blessed to be stressed. If you yeah, can't control true. it, you don't. You let it go. You know mm-hmm. what I mean, you if you control what you control, yeah. and you just let go what you, what you can't, can't control. control. Right. Yeah. So I think, but that's I think that's the key to life, and, yeah. and also respect the blessings that we have. Right. I think we don't we don't appreciate the small things in our lives. Yes, just yes, should be fucked up. Of course, everybody goes through things, but we have to really appreciate and spend more energy towards our blessings versus what's wrong. Right. Because I think whatever you give power to mm-hmm. gives power to. Right, right. And so wherever you put your energy, it, you know, it, it it sets the the basis for the way you live your life, right. the way you right. see things. Right. You know what I mean, Absolutely. like the way you see things, and so. Um, yeah, we gotta keep those stress levels lower. <laughs> I know, I know a little too much about stress, but mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm, I've learned to better deal with my stress yeah. over the years. And like, since I mean, the, 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 the one concurrent topic here is like healthy living, healthy yeah. eating. Like my diet, you know, I got friends now at 34. They still like laugh me out because like, you know, oh, you eating that quinoa again or just whatever. And I'm just like. <laughs> Yeah, like I'm worried about like pH levels and yeah, like acidity all and all that, like macronutrients, uh, yeah, everything, that. you know. So, and I think especially, and I tell I tell people this like once you hit thirty, it's just like everything just starts going downhill, like every year or uphill. And, I mean, and, now, depending on how you care about care for yourself. Right, it's like if, if you if you're not, if, I love the thirties. I feel if like you're not, I'm if you're in not, the best shape of my life. If you're not <laughs> worried about your internal situation, yet, you know, what I mean, you're just gonna be like, no, it's true. No, you, know you gotta I mean? take care of yourself. And then it's even looking at like a lot of like um a, a number of rappers who've passed in the past That's like real. ten years. Yeah. They were only in their forties. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and what they're dying from, like heart attacks. Just stress, yeah. Stress and poor diet. Yeah, no, straight up. I mean, <laughs> I think those are our diet, two, you know, what you I know mean? our largest killers. Yeah. Um, our stress, poor diet, and something that we don't talk about is mental health either. Oh, yeah. Especially, it's funny because Absolutely. it's something that like, I think is yeah. so relevant right now, especially in the African American community. Is we don't talk about it, and I've been, I people have been opening up to me like friends, and like literally are in deep depressions. Mm-hmm. Um. Like, you know, these are good people, just folks that I know, but I, it's something that we don't really talk about right. is that mental health aspect as well. Right. And because and it's taboo. Like, we just don't, you know what I mean? Like, and the we fact don't, that it's still taboo in 2017 is, right. in the black community yeah. is crazy. You yeah. know what I mean? You know, like, And our sisters, our sisters, our brothers, like, you know what I mean? And the sisters go through it. Like, they mm-hmm. got it. You know, and we'll never know sometimes. Yeah, until, nah, like, for real. Like, it's too girl late tripping. It be, it be, it be things going on. So, um, yeah, and that's real. So I think that's a whole other conversation yeah. to have. Yeah, yeah, definitely, I mean? definitely like, is. That's a whole episode. Yeah, real. nah. I think this mental health episode is actually important. Yeah, yeah. we should. You should definitely do that. I'm, definitely I'm, do that. I'm putting that on the list. Yeah, nah, getting that done. Do that. Um, so. How long were you in Brazil before you came back stateside? A little, a little less than a year. So. I was in Brazil. I had a job and everything lined up to go back to be back in Brazil. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's when we 
came together and were like, we're going to do a, a larger event. So, cause, so I started working with Broccoli City. I was doing Earth Day events all around the country. Oh, so you were, by the time you got to Brazil, you were already with Broccoli City. Well, I already know. I knew them. And they, were, they became okay. my friends. Okay. So Marcus and Brandon, like, they became my friends. So I went to Brazil. I came back. And what year is this, by the way? So uh, this keep is the timeline going. 2000... 11, 2012. Yeah, okay. 2000. Well, it happened in, I remember. So it was the end of 2011 because the, the Giants had just won the World Series. And uh, <laughs> I, was in, I was back home. And this, that's when we came together and we're like, let's do a large Earth Day, like a festival. We're, okay. It became Broccoli City Festival at that point. Like right, it, was right. just, it wasn't like a small Earth Day. Like we're going to blow it out. Mm -hmm. Um so yeah. This isn't the block party you're talking about. No, nah, that was that was how it started. And okay. it's funny, the block party, that was in LA. It was global cooling. Yeah. And I, I don't know Dom, if a lot of people on this side know out, about this that. Is, this is crazy too, is that like the headliner was Dom Kennedy. Kendrick, Kendrick was Lam early. Kendrick was early in yeah. the set because nobody knew Kendrick. Right. But right. it was Kendrick and Dom were like two of the, you know, the major the, Dom was the headliner at the point at that time. <laughs> and this that that was two thousand 2010 was a global cooling, so that was okay. LA. So then, you know, we skipped forward to the festival and we started 2012. And, you know, first festival was what, 2,500, 3,000 people. And I remember looking, it was at Half Street Fairgrounds. I remember like looking at it like, my favorite thing is to see it before it happens. Mm -hmm. And so to, to like look out, like there's going to be people here and having no idea what was, you know, what was getting into. And now this is a big ass space, like how are we gonna fill it up? It fills up. Mm -hmm. Um but but the but the idea of an idea to a plan to reality. And I think that's the key to anything that really happens. Right. Is your concept to your plan to your execution of your plan. Mm -hmm. Um and I think anybody, any entrepreneur, anybody who wants to make anything happen, that's what it is. Yeah. I mean I just thought, one, I just was happy to see somebody utilizing Half Street Fairgrounds. Like, I know Trelectro did it, and then yeah. it's like, here y'all come with it. And I'm just like, man, like, it's keep, because it's just such a, it was such, it's such a great location. Right. But when y'all moved across the river yeah. to Gateway, yeah. I thought that was even doper. And I say this as somebody, you know, I grew up in PG County in Oxon Hill, but I spent a great deal of my childhood in Ward 8, Anacostia neighborhood specifically. Mm -hmm. And so, Whenever I see events of that magnitude taking place and people utilizing a space like the Gateway Arts Pavilion, like I, that just warms my heart. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because it makes it lets me know, like even especially that like, people who look like me aren't afraid of people who look like me. And that's real. And that's you know what real. Because there's a lot real. of you know, there's a lot of us that are afraid of us. You know, you ain't never lie. No, that's real. No, that's that's real. So <laughs> let's let's backtrack a little bit. What what inspired the everything from the block party to the initial festival you know what 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 made y'all want to go from just like having like you know organic and fly clothing and like the think broccoli whole mm. like llc and all that. what made y'all want to just get into the music festival music event well i think we'd all done events and you know we had experience with that but again i think it was about shifting the culture and shifting the trends mm. like there's a lane for people to be healthy. And I think kind of seeing where things were headed, um, really just shifting, again, shifting the trend toward health and wellness. And mm -hmm. how do we make it cool to be healthy? How do you make it cool to care about the environment? Um, that was important is, again, sh shifting that culture. Mm -hmm. And so I think seeing the lane for that, uh, seeing the possibilities for that, um, and just bringing people together and spreading love, like yeah. motherfuckers, just, we gotta spread love. Like you can spread love, you can spread hate. So you know what I mean, like, who, which one are you? And mm -hmm. like, if you spread hate, you're a fucking hater. So uh, why would you do that? <laughs> okay, so uh, something I've always wanted to ask about Broccoli City in general. When I first learned of the brand in 2009, like, what inspired the move from the Bay and LA out to here? Well, I mean, well, Marks and I were located here in D.C., so okay. I think that was, you know, it made sense it was in D.C., so okay. my other brand is in L.A., and we've done L.A. before as well. Right, right, um, right. But, I mean, D.C. was where we were. It just made sense to do it. Like, mm -hmm. it just made sense to do it here. It's the nation's capital. Um, 
So I think that, you know, that sparked it. And, you know, D.C. will always be, you know, home for the festival, even though we are we're expanding to, to multiple cities and all that. But because well, um, even as a brand like y'all were early to the game in terms of just like, you know, really like blending that whole like, you know, healthy living, healthy lifestyle mm-hmm. um, movement. And way of living just within like hip-hop culture, black culture, things like that, just on, like, on like the, the, the popular younger side. Mm-hmm. You know, like, when I saw I was like, man, is DC even ready for this? I mean, they out here, so we're going to see what's, <laughs> what's going to happen. Like, when I said, when, I, when y'all were just still just doing, like, organic and fly, right. you know what I mean? All of it long before the festival even, you know, became a thing out here. So um, that's why I was like, I always wondered, like, well, what made them, you know, take a chance on DC, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think just proximity where we were. And again, the nation's capital is still the nation's capital. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can't front on that. Yeah. So, I mean, that, you know, that, that matters. Um, but yeah, I mean, why not? Why not DC? You know yeah. I mean, why, why wouldn't we? So, yeah, I mean, when we uh, interviewed uh, Miles Gray last week, Miles um, Gray the yeah. third, um, on the, uh, what is it, the Washington, D.C. Economic Partnership website, right. he has a quote up there saying, um, I got to go back to it because I don't want to misquote it, but I write down everything. Um, he says, if you are good at what you do, you will end up in D.C. at some point. So I guess that that's speaks true. that speaks to that's that, true. you know, for sure. You know, no, he, that's true. And he gave a lot of great examples as to why that statement is true. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right, you got to listen real. to that episode. I will. And I definitely check it out. Miles is, is the homie for sure. Um, okay. All right. So learn why you're in D.C. Learn what influenced the, the, the block party and the festival. Um when did y'all know y'all were on to something with the festival? Like, did y'all know after the first one or did you have to do a couple more? I mean, I don't think that we had, there was no plan on stopping. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there was no plans on like, we're going to stop it. I think there was some momentum with the first one, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, and the people just kept showing up. So, you know what I mean? Like, you do one, it got larger the second year. It was just, it was growth. Yeah. And people were just, you know, you know, f- fooling with the vibe. So, uh, you know, it just made sense to to keep it moving and keep it pushing. Mm-hmm. You know, always expansion. So, yeah, just expand. It was just organic growth. Okay. I mean, from, yeah, it's been, it's, it has been amazing, though, to think about, you know, we came from, you know, 2,500, 3,000 people to 15,000 people. Yeah. Um, that was the number last year, 15,000? Yeah, we had 15,000. Yeah, so, wow. Yeah. It was not, it was, it was, it was pretty amazing to, you know, to look out over the crowd and just, you know, it's something that was just an idea, concept. And now there's all these people that have, you know, major idea happened and became real. So, I'm going to tell you something. Um, a good buddy of mine, my homeboy, Ak, he um, is from Con- Congress Park. Okay. Well, he lives in Congress Park. He's from uh, 15th Place. But um, nonetheless, um, something he told me, because he came to the festival that we linked up there, and he told me, you know, just to see something like that happening in his hood, like, it it moved him. And it also mm. made him think about a lot of a lot of people he had lost mm. from that hood mm. and just, like, how That's powerful. they, he looked up to them, like, looked up at the sky to say, you know, like, you know, I know... This is something that y'all would have wanted to be a part of and that y'all are happy that I'm still here to experience mm-hmm. this in our hood. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, you know, just to let you know that, like, y'all are on to something. And like I said, just the just the placement of the festival itself, like, you know, that that speaks volumes. You yeah. know, and that's coming from somebody, like I say, grew up right there, you no, know. That's, that's appreciated. <laughs> you know? that's, and that's real. The I mean, hood he grew up in and where he lives now, he's literally across the street. Mm. You know, from the from the from the venue. Right. You know what I mean? So nah, I mean it's that's that you know, that's incredible. And so I like we talk about expansion. So this year we we're doing a conference. Mm-hmm. Um so we've expanded the festival to, to a conference. So Thursday, Friday we're doing uh Broccoli City Con, B C yes. Con. Mm-hmm. And that's looking at that's we're looking at how are we building Broccoli City. So mm-hmm. sustainable, inclusive, equitable good food technology in the context of climate change yeah you know i mean like yeah. looking at all these things um you know and, and how we're really building these broccoli cities and so I'm, I'm really excited for the conference um leading up to it we got you know congressman evans from philly mm-hmm. um styles p talking about his juice yeah um the head of and pizza one of the founders and pizza 
Y'all got y'all got a an extensive yeah, list. head of marketing for for Beats by Dre. Um, it's just a, nah, it's a, it's just I'm really excited for the conversations that are gonna happen mm-hmm. um, because again I think you you know just just causing good vibrations and and then making that yeah. you know, echo into something that's real. I was actually um, happy to see um, somebody like Jeff Staple on the list. Yeah, just because like yeah. when you think of Jeff Staple, you don't think of like you know social impact. You think right. about sneakers and pigeons, and, right, 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 <laughs> you right, know, right. and read space. You know, that's right. what you think about. Nah, so I'm just real curious to know, like you know, just what he will add to the conversation. Well, I think you know it's culture. I mean, we're talking about culture creation, and I think he's you know been in the fashion space and the creation space it's just it's just creators you right. know what i mean like right. it's just about who's creating things and creating culture not just from the standpoint of because i i really don't like that people be like you know this is culture and people would just hashtag culture right and that's not it sometimes they're not really creating culture like they're really just not <laughs> yeah. i mean they're just not. Yeah, i mean it's, it's become a buzzword yes. making noise you know I mean? pretty much yes yeah. but like really creating culture around food around fashion right. around music right around wellness like really creating All trends lifestyle based lifestyle stuff. Yeah. like some yeah. real really creating culture like mm-hmm. really creating things right. that but are development too like yes. growth Yes. Right. You're not just, you know, providing content just mindlessly for mindless consumption. Like yeah. everything that you're doing, like you have the CEO of Blavity coming yeah. out and, you know, Michael Skolnick yeah. and, you know, uh, so many other entrepreneurs from different industries, just like this gumbo of just like game yeah. that you can just plug into if you attend these events. That's crazy. Like mm-hmm. we need that in the city more often. So, you know, big salute to you for uh, and the team for putting this on. Definitely appreciate it. And I also want to just, you know, Talk a little bit about just like more of the innovation that y'all have um, brought into the festival. So like you were talking about an app before we started. Chip, chip in, in the app. Chip in, yeah. Okay. So we, on that. we created that. So last year we did a, a campaign called The Power of One where people were able to earn a ticket by volunteering. Mm-hmm. And so we were like, how can we maintain this momentum? We had over a thousand volunteers. Like it was crazy. And like, how can we maintain this momentum and really just mobilize people throughout the year from point A to point B, whether it's a volunteer event, whether it's y'all doing a live podcast, whatever it is, like, you know, art, you know, some art situation, but just, just really mobilizing people to things that are cool and that Mm -hmm. matter. Um, So we created Chip In, which essentially is a social economy and. Um, you're able to earn chips by volunteering, by going to different events, um, and you just use the app. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You got, and you then able to spend your chips in the marketplace. You're able to earn tickets to festivals. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the Brooklyn City Festival. Um, we're working on Roots Picnic. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, we have a few things that are just just online. You can get gift cards to you know Amazon, Adidas. You know, just different partners that we have. Um, and so just creating that social economy. So if you don't have no dollars in your pocket, you, you still matter. Right. And I think that's kind of what it is. Like my time matters and, you know, you can you can get something from your time. <laughs> it seems like y'all, y'all are taking it to another level because a lot of people can't get the fa- get past the phase of getting boots on the ground for anything. Right. right. Like mm-hmm. just regular concerts and events, like just execution wise. So you all have, you know, are on, have a good track record for that. But then the even harder step is to mobilize people for social good right and so now you're kind of tying in innovation to make it easier for people and to incentivize it at the same time right no i think you're straight up you know if we can get fifteen thousand people to the festival how are we getting five thousand people to things that really matter i mean like and and it's always i love to see the people power Mm -hmm. because you know we can build a garden it can take three people a day to build a garden but if we get 50 people, 100 people there, it takes two hours. Right. And so you can do so much when we really come together, especially in this time. I think that we're so, you know, things are fucked up. We got a dumbass president. You know, there's mm-hmm. a bunch of dumb shit going on. Yeah. But, like, how do we create the power that we do have and utilize the, the you know, the two feet, the two hands? Right. And when when we all come together, how, how powerful that is. Right. And so really being able to... You know, create this setting to make some real shit happen. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like really make things happen. But this so. is this is the time where people are paying attention for real, yeah. more more so than ever. Like after right. this election, it's like now people yeah, are, well, are more receptive more to like the real. Locked in, tuned right. in, focused on just like what's going on around them, and not just you know all the mundane. Because they feel like they have something to lose a, l- a little bit more now. Not to yeah. say that they did yeah. they didn't have that before, but. You know, with this new, you know, administration, who really knows? Ridiculous. You know, 
What's up with that hat, man? I like that. I like that. Hat. Yeah, man. Hey, <laughs> I just peep. Yo, you know so, the handlebar, John. And yeah, yeah. So I actually got this today. Uh, so I'm a, I'm what a mentor. Brand is it? So it's from these uh, ninth graders from Eastern High oh, School. Oh, oh, I like yeah, that. Yeah, so I, I, I mentor at, uh, through a program called Build, which is, you know, founded in Oakland, actually. But they uh, uh, they kind of... Implement- real quick, y'all, I forgot that Backpack Matt here, who normally just engineers and doesn't often have much to say, <laughs> I'm like, look, man, you got something to say, chime in. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. you're going to be hearing them throughout the podcast good. going right, forward good. and on, on, on future shows. So just yeah, so y'all know who that other voice is. So I'm trying to do this introduction thing a little better now. Yeah, yeah I appreciate that. But yeah, so Build is an organization that kind of uh, implements or kind of uh, gets added on or put in, I don't know, gets implemented in schools across the country to kind of incentivize more entrepreneurship in the classroom. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it starts in ninth grade and they have homeroom that, that, that's Build, but in once a week, from like five to six thirty, mentors come in who are like people like me, who are just like regular people in the city, to actually work with these kids to develop their projects. So mm-hmm. fr- freshman year, who is what I'm working with right now, the freshman kids, you know, they start this um, year-long project of developing a product, and you know, um, they start off in groups of two, and you know, some of those ideas are just not financially feasible given mm-hmm. the, the budget that they're given. So they, you know, some ideas get thrown to the side, but you get added on to a team of like six, where you have this one big project. So, you know, this is a byproduct, this hat of one of the teams that had a spring sales bazaar at Eastern today. So, you know, I just went to every single table and bought something from them because it's like, wow. great. they need to see, like, you know, how black, not just black economics, but just economics works in right. general. Like, And I think it's something we talk about creation. I think to be able to create something, especially in the entrepreneurial field for the right. youngins is like. I mean, it's invaluable. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, right. I mean, it's invaluable to see something in as theirs. Like, you never forget that. Like, shit, I ain't had it as a young. And like, right. I wouldn't even thought right. of it like that. And they're the most entrepreneurial exactly. generation that we've ever had. And they're exactly. smart. And I think that that's, you know, that's always key um, is that I, I operate from, I call it a triple bottom line. Yes. So yep. people planning a profit. And I think for, you know, I think that this, you know, the millennials, is we're tired of the traditional nonprofit structure mm-hmm. and how are we doing good and making money at the same time. Right, yes. right. I think that's really key for us is figuring that out. And I think, you know, our our mind power is endless to do that is right. just figuring out how are we doing good and making money. Like you right. shouldn't have to right. choose between the They're two. They're not mutually yeah. exclusive. Yeah. Right. Nah. But it's just seeing kind of like being a coach to them and today was like a big milestone. Like Maybe a, a month ago, they pitched in front of some outside volunteers in kind of like a Shark Tank style uh, investment pitch. And, mm-hmm. you know, they could request seed funding. And so they went through that whole process. And today they actually saw what it's like to, you know, have a, a booth set up with your products and having to sell yourself, you know, in order to sell the product. You know right. what I mean? So right. they learned that lesson. And they also learned like, yeah, you can get shut down or somebody might check out your stuff and really feel like they're go- you feel like they're going to buy it. But then they'll be like, oh, you know, that's nice, but I'll come back. Or, you know, they get they got that letdown experience today. Yeah. Which but is they, also important. But they, were, they learned how to fight through it yes. and bounce back. And, and that's I, the key. I showed I told them, like, Michael Jordan at his Hall of Fame speech was like, I am not the man I am today based on the shots that I made. I am the man I am today based off the shots that I missed. Yes. And so it's like literally shoot your shot is more so than just hopping in a DM. It's like mm-hmm. you got to get those reps in to get those dubs. So that's real. They That's need real. to learn more of this in, in high school. And so I'm going to wrap it up. But, you know, build. they do that every single year. And by the time you get to junior and senior year, the mentors are helping you with your college applications that and that whole nah, process. So, you know, if anybody's interested, hit up build.org. They have them in Oakland, Chicago, New York, D.C., all over. You oh. know, it's only an hour and a half of your, of your week. Why not? That's great. Yeah, when I when I get out of this uh, this job situation, I'm going to have to talk to hey, you man. about getting involved with you. that. I got you. I'm the plug, I, man. I, I'm I, the plug. Think, I, think, I think that's something that I definitely would like to... Uh, involve myself and give my time with this is actually a good segue into um my next question just like uh growing pains that y'all have experienced um yeah. just like operational challenges needing to be more selective on like who gets a pass of sorts of all different passes <laughs> that you get or just like yeah, or prime is, real estate for vendors and right, you know right, not right. going just beyond just like the the obvious you know lineup Right. You know, performance right. line because, like, I guess aside from just like the budget, like that's I'm well, I'm going to assume that's not as difficult to decide, say, as the rest of the festival goings on. Or yeah, uh, yes, I mean, I think that there's always 
a lot going on. I think th this year we had like 350 vendors applying for like 50, 60 vendor spaces. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's just it's growing pains in terms of just people. Everybody wants access, and yeah. you just can't do that. So you know, and it's hard. It's it's hard because I mean, you gotta say no sometimes. Mm -hmm. It's just it's real. Um, so those were the growing pains. I think it was big to go from seventy five hundred people to fifteen thousand yeah. last year. Yeah. And so I think that that growth was kind of crazy. Yeah, that's like exponential, that's, I mean, that's exponential literally, growth. Yeah. Like literally was that. So I think that was that was pretty crazy. Mm -hmm. um, so you know, and we just want to keep getting better and create a you know a better and better experience for you know for the the attendee. And so okay. I think you know that was something. Um, and then, you know, this year we, we were able to bring on, like, more of a production team and mm -hmm. folks that would do. Because, you know, for us, this was, you know, it was, it was a hustle. It was a side thing that we would do, you know, in terms of whatever. It was just, you know, it was a side situation. So, um, you know, and at the, we got so large that it couldn't be a side situation anymore. Yeah. Like, it has to be the, the real main deal. Um, and then, you know, I think a lot of people, <laughs> you know, they come asking questions, doing festivals and all that. I don't suggest that that's what people do. I mean, I think it's very difficult. Like, I'm not like gonna coming lie. to like, ask you. Yeah, like I, I don't, I don't suggest that that's <laughs> yeah. what people necessarily do because it's, I mean, it's you know, it's a tough game and a lot of festivals, you know, they they lose money their first years mm -hmm. and so, I um, mean, you know, I think we're you know we're in a blessed situation, but you know it's you know it's a tough game um, to do. So Justin, we know how many people have been coming out to the festival, just like the other parts. So like you know you got the the BC. Uh, 5K run yep. that you do with the yep. District Running Collective, yep. who we've also had on the show recently mm -hmm. as well. Um, what's the turnout been like for that the past few years? I mean, it's been great. I mean, again, that has grown as well. Mm. So that's been a you know a growing situation of 5K, you know, the yoga, and then, you know just that's that balance between you know your body and that health, mm -hmm. um, and making it like a fun, cool, good time. Because um, I mean, that's the other thing is you know it should be fun. You know, creating social settings that are positive, right. whether it be the festival, whether it be working out, whether it be going to yoga. Like it should be a you know a fun social social situation. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you can meet somebody. You know, at that. You know, what I mean, right. at that. And that's right. part of even what we think about with the app is like just creating situations that are positive social situations. Like I don't, I don't really. You know, I mean, you're not really meeting nobody at the club no more. Like right. nobody's <laughs> really, you know what I mean? Like you go uh. get a table. Like nobody's really trying to. You want to meet people in different settings, right? Yeah. And then, and you then after, we can also turn up after. Don't get it twisted. Right. But yeah, you know I mean, like I met, you know, I met Shorty at a volunteer event, mm -hmm. and then I saw her at the club or whatever. So it's like it's just creating different social situations. But you already know that y'all have something in common, exactly. right? So it makes it easier for that interaction yes. to take place. And I think yeah, yeah District Running Collective has been really good at that. Mm -hmm. Um. So, yeah, and I think, you know, it's creating those situations that, you know, people want to be a part of. Shout out to District Running Collective. No, but you great. also, like, you, you all, what I see is that y'all partner with local, you know, smaller companies in the area, right? Like, you know, you do stuff with Made in the District, or Made in the District is a huge supporter of kind of, like, getting the message out there for Broccoli City, and you're right. working with District Running Collective. So, you know, being able to kind of literally plant your roots in the city by not just coming in here as this outside entity, like you're homegrown basically, but mm -hmm. you're also partnering up with other people who are trying to do good stuff for the city. And I think that's key. I mean, your partners are, are incredible. So working with Rock Creek Social, Rock you know, Creek Social. Working Shout with, out you to know, them. District Running Collective. Um, yeah, we just, I mean, I think you have to, you know, you got to partner. I mean, you're, I think we're stronger together. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We're always stronger together. Right. So, you know, a fist is stronger than a finger. So, um, I think you got to create those situations. You got to partner and have good partnerships. And it has to make sense for everybody. It doesn't don't partner if it doesn't make sense cuz sometimes people just try to force things and you don't you don't want to do that. Right. Um it's creating partnerships where it's mutually beneficial. Yeah. It still got to have that organic. Yeah, yeah, got to make sense. Yeah, it's definitely got to make nah, sense. got to make sense. So there's five nights now because there's, there's a lot different. There's a lot of different things happening so this year. Have, so I'm trying to keep up. Like so I know for sure there's the the, the, the 5K run. Right. That's you got the, that's the, this. That's the, the 29th, April 29th. Yeah. And you got the music festival and BCL night. So BCL so, night. That's the so, other one. Yeah, okay. So we have, um, yeah, the 5K April 29th. Uh, we're doing. We have a bunch of volunteer events throughout the week. We have one at Blind Wine and one at Capital View YMCA. Um, on Wednesday, Blind Wine. On Thursday, Capital View YMCA. And then 
Um, so we're starting kind of opening reception, working with Google on the Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, we're doing, we're working with the Red Bull Emma Pico program, which is like it tells stories, especially for, for social entrepreneurs and just change makers. Yeah. Um, so we're working on them on, on helping people tell their stories because that's something that happens for a lot of entrepreneurs or, or you know nonprofits, whatever change makers is they're not they're not doing a good job of telling their story, mm-hmm. and so helping them with their storytelling. Right. Um, so that'll be a good one. And then that Thursday night, we have BC All Night up in Ivy City. Mm. Um, so we're, you know, it'll be art. We got Trap Karaoke, oh, Ivy City man. Smokehouse. We got um, a silent disco um, with Beats by Dre. You might have people Ch- call out from work the next day. Yeah, yeah nah. I mean, that's what I've been telling people. Like, you might as well just take off, you know, a few days. Yeah, you know I mean, just take that weekend off. And also becoming a destination. So people yeah. are coming from out of town. It's like an know, adult spring break, basically. Yes. Yeah. And which, you know, have a, have a good time. And so and then culminating with the festival, you know, on Saturday. So, yeah. So we have BCL night, the conference Thursday, Friday. Um, we're doing the conference and then we're doing a, a showing of, a couple of documentaries at the African American History Museum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, one of the the you know the one of the things that we really looked at was um, Watt Stacks. Yeah. So I don't know if yeah. people are familiar with that, but that was in L.A. in like the '80s. But it was like really powerful. Yeah, I mean, talk a little bit more together. about that. Yeah, um, yeah no, nah, it was. Uh, that was when Jesse Jackson was like, "I am somebody." Yeah, that was when okay. he did that. Okay. I was Watt Stacks. Yeah. Um, so just bringing amazing music and people together in the you know in the essence of of Coming together, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like of a black folks doing good together right. in that positivity. So that Watch Stacks was a, everybody should watch Watch Stacks, by the way. Like everybody should go check that out. <laughs> I think it's a slept on, amazing music, amazing, mm-hmm. you know, theme, whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Everybody should go watch Watch Stacks. We'll throw the link in the description. Definitely, yeah. Check yeah, out we'll Watch Stacks. Um, so yeah, and then and then so we have that the Friday, and then we're doing yeah, and then we, you know, got the festival on Saturday. So Okay. Well, yeah. Before I um I have I got a couple I got like three more questions for you. But one thing I want to know, and this is just somebody as somebody who grew up here, um, when y'all had when y'all booked Cameron, yeah, to come, <laughs> yeah. So I want to know this: Did anybody from DC come to you like, hey, bro, y'all had Cam? Y'all book? Y'all, you think well, I, you think that's Cam, cool? Like Cam, Cam was. <laughs> He was first. It was him, like, cause that was his first time in DC since he got shot. Like, that was yeah. his first time. Back yeah. In DC. So when I, cause when I saw, cause That's I was monumental. living, in, I was living yeah. in New York at the time. I, I wasn't able to come down for the show, right. but I was like, they got Cam, Cam went back, yeah. to, Cam went back to DC. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> yeah, nah, that was that. Yeah, that was pretty dope. You know what I mean? Like that. Was, that was pretty cool to, to have that. And he actually did some really good interviews about health too. Like, okay. I mean, he actually. You know, he has some really good insights on living healthy mm-hmm. and, and all of that. There's a couple of videos out there on him talking I'm about gonna, that I'm have to in his, those um, his bulletproof vest. <laughs> <laughs> talking that's about a, that's a trend I, I like, though. You know, like yeah. Styles P and yeah. some of these rappers who, you know, like you were talking earlier about, like we lost a lot of rappers who are now in their 40s and yeah. approach, who were approaching their 50s due to right. bad health. But now you got somebody like Styles P yeah. franchising he got his own juice, juice spot. Yeah, juice, multiple locations. Incredible. Right. Like, that's incredible. Multiple juice bar yeah. locations. Yeah. A, yeah. Couple, a couple of my people go to Juice for life or something. All the time. Yeah, yeah. Juice Juices for life. For life. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. But I think that becomes, that, and that sets the trend towards that wellness. I think, you know, that's those are things that we have to have, you know, to change the culture towards the wellness. It's not, it's not something that's in the side. It's just the way you live. Right. Right. You know, and I think we have to, we really got to to make sure that we're doing that. Yeah. So. And I mean, wellness definitely includes balance. Um, yes. I saw, uh, I think it was the, the, the video that y'all, y'all released um, like right before last year's festival. Um, it was just basically y'all talking about booking future. You know what I mean? Just how like, just because we're pushing like, you know, healthy living doesn't necessarily mean we gotta have like these like super hippie it's about artists it. and things like it's that. And I, and I appreciated no, that. You balance. know what I mean? I mean like, I think you know, it's that delicate balance. Mm-hmm. Like you're gonna you're gonna live healthy, but you're gonna turn up too sometimes. You know what yeah. I mean? You're gonna celebrate, you're gonna have a drink or two. Right. And I think it's just about finding that balance between right. those and just being being conscious of the balance. Right. You know what I mean? Like choice. you gotta be you have a choice. It's your choice. And I think you just have to un- being conscious of what you're doing. Just like anything you put in your body, right? Um, it's a balance, you know what mm-hmm. I mean. And so you just have to to find that that delicate balance between the two, um, and then also getting some people on board that didn't know they were on board. And I mm-hmm. think that's you know that's because we're not beating people trying to beat people over the head. Right. You know, people are more receptive to it. Right. And then before they know it, you know, they're eating healthy. I had a um, it's funny. I went to on Saturday. 
I was blessed to get invited to the Questlove has a, a, a dinner saloon. Um, salon. And so it's like, you know, they have good food. Um, and it was vegan. Mm. Mm-hmm. And we met, I met the brother Kwame from Top Chef. Okay. And he created this, he had a, he had a, a the, beef restaurant patty. restaurant on 9th Street. Yeah. yeah. He created, I actually just left. We just had a really good, we just had dinner before here. But he created a beef patty. That was vegan, but it would have fooled anybody. And I swear, and I know a motherfucking beef patty yeah. when I taste a beef patty, but it tasted it like a real. Would have fooled a Jamaican. Yeah, no, it would have no. It, it was funny because remember the sister Rachel from uh, BT Rhythms, the Caribbean Rhythms. Yes, yes, yes. Her, yes she yes, was yes. there, and she, Word? she yes, she was wow. there, and she was she. You know, I mean, she she's been vegetarian for like fifteen years. Yeah, and it fooled her. She was like. I, I, I missed no a idea. beef patty, and right. it literally tasted like a beef patty. Like it was, it was, uh, it was, it was something else. Like you would have, and I, I, I love to, to take those to the. No, you definitely got it. It was, it was dope. Like yeah. it, it fooled. It tasted like a beef patty. I don't know what to tell you. Like it, 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 it tastes like a beef patty. Like what Tower Owls is listening. The company that makes the the frozen beef patties. They listen. All to right. This. Well, yeah, they got to figure out whatever they did. They killing it. Like the the beef, whatever they he created, it was it was pretty dope. So, hip hop related question. You know, okay. what's your top five? I mean, and you know, is, is there are there a few got, Oakland rappers in there, or, or or have they did they make the cut or not really? Well, I claim Pac for the bass. So okay, I claim all right. Pac for the bass. It's fine. Right. I had this. I got blessed That's a good to hang claim. out. With, I, I got blessed yeah. to hang out with Common for for when he was here for his um, the Kennedy Center show. Oh yeah, we yeah. had this conversation. Um, so, Pac, Nas, Jay, Big, mm-hmm. and Andre. Okay. Mm. That's a, yeah, okay. So those are my. I think you know. I just I, I could listen Pretty to them all five. the time. So you was you wasn't messing with E Forty. I mean Forty Water. Forty Water is always <laughs> there. Don't get it twisted. I mean that's you know what I mean that's that's yeah. Forty Water always. Um, and I think people sleep on Forty because he's created so much language. Yeah, oh, like, and people don't understand how much language he created. Yeah, you know I mean, like he created so much, and people kind of sleep on on right. the language that he created. I think they just sleep on him as an icon in general, like yeah. his entrepreneurship. No, game inspired too. Like, yeah, you know, and it had Earl the whole Earl <laughs> He got the malts, he got the champagnes yeah. going off, man. Yeah. Like, and the whole base supports that. Man. Nah, and I think you know, yeah, he's definitely. Yeah, he came front on E Forty Water. Yeah, he came front on him. So I mean, but yeah, Bay always Bay love. Yeah, um, who who were some of the uh, Bay influences that you had growing up? At least was it like the Jacka, the Mac Dre, like obviously um, Mac. The team. I mean, too short too though, because people forget how too short. Oh, too short. Like oh, how yeah. long? How short his dog. longevity? Too short has been around. Is incredible. How many albums so, does you know he have? I mean, so, so obviously, obviously short. Um, I mean, I, I'm gonna take it real, baby. I'm mean, I listen to Mac Mall, yeah, Zebo. Yeah. Like I don't know, I mean, I mean yeah. like three times crazy. Yeah. People sleep on three. People don't even know three times. Three times crazy. Yeah, um, yeah I mean that's you know, Bay Bay is the heart. They ain't they ain't going nowhere. Yeah, that's dope. <laughs> but you in DC for now? Yeah, no, I'm here in DC. I'm <laughs> okay. definitely here in DC. Got a lot of love for DC, man. DC, I got some DC roots now, so I, I you know, DC is always with me at this point. Um, yeah, I mean. Definitely. DC's gotten a lot of slack in the previous years for not always sticking together, and there's been conversations. I feel like they they have those conversations every year, you know. Uh, every day. Every day. <laughs> How do you feel about the current landscape? Do you feel like it's getting better? Do you feel like we have more creatives creating and collaborating, or you know? No, I do think that there's a lot going on in DC. Um, I think that DC is. Unfortunately, it's it's gone away from Chocolate City. To be honest yeah. with you, like yeah. it's, it's not Chocolate City anymore. Mm-hmm. It's not. No, we're in a minority at this point. Um, but I do think there's a lot of positive things and things being created. I just think it's important that we're you know we're doing things that are inclusive to everybody, and and, and I think you see that. I will say one thing about these. DC is the most diverse, segregated place I've ever been to. Word. Is yeah. that people don't yes. party together? No, yes. like, I'm from the Bay, so it was nothing like I right. never thought about. You know, my Asian brothers and my, you know, my Latino right. brothers and my black brothers, everybody would come together, yep. but that was just was the norm, though. Right, right. And so until I came here, I, I really didn't realize, you know, it was been so segregated. But I, I do love to see, you know, African-American brothers and sisters come together in a strong way here, which which I hadn't seen before because that right. doesn't necessarily happen in the concentration Um but I think it's the most segregated city in terms. It's the most again segregated, diverse city that we have. So 
I, I just like to bring people together and kind of create those Bay vibes in terms of just coming together. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. and, and things are more are better that way. It's more yeah. fun when you, everybody Absolutely. comes together. Well, yeah. I think the economics of of DC being very different from so uh, so many other cities. Like, there's so many people here who work for the government. So many people who, right. who who don't work in the blue and it's collar a transitional sector. city because you know people I mean? come and here for a little while and they come and go. It's you know it's a kind of a pretty transient city. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's a few you know obviously folks that are from here and live here, but it's pretty transient. You know, and people are coming from different reasons: government, right. school, yada yep. yada yada. Yep. Uh, so I think you kind of get that vibe sometimes too. DC is that millennial like place, transient destination yeah. of choice. Like no, that's real. That's what it seems to be I, right now. Sometimes uh, every now and then when I come from certain events i'll post on social media you know like dc is a great place to be for people 30 and under yeah. and then all the people older than that they get mad at me and i'm just like nah but for real but y'all don't go nowhere y'all right. don't be going where i be going mm-hmm. to see this right. you know what i mean yeah, like you know it's definitely like when i was under 30 living here before you know i i took off and lived in a couple other places you know i had to take off and live in a couple other places right. you know what i mean i couldn't get what 22-year-old me wanted mm. back in the day. I could get that now if I were right. 22, but I'm not there no more. But I'm happy to see that people who are now 22 or 21, 17, 15, right. they can get that. Right. You know what I mean? So I'm appreciative of it in that regard. Um, question, another question I have for you was just, um, do you think, looking at the growth of the festival now being a week-long event, do you think DC Fest as a brand under the Broccoli City umbrella, would it be just as strong if only the music festival existed or could, would, basically where y'all are now with the number of events that y'all have, was this like the inevitable, like the the inevitable evolution? Always in the planned trajectory. Yeah, Yeah. I think it kind of was. I mean, because even for, like, it was always bigger than the festival. I think the festival ended up taking off, Mm -hmm. but it was always bigger than the festival. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it was like, it was always more to it Mm -hmm. than just that. So I think we're kind of getting to, that's actually a good way to think about it. I think five years ago, we couldn't have quite imagined it where it is, but I think it's where we imagined it or we wanted it to be. You know what I mean? So I think we kind of are where we position ourselves and and where we kind of want to be at this point. And then and then and now expanding to you know to multiple cities and and doing yeah. different events. We have, you know, we we haven't announced it, but we'll tell you now. We're doing the Smile Project in June, okay. which mm. is about mental health having fun. It's like a carnival Perfect. for all ages. Oh, that's um, dope. Yeah, so we should talk about we talked about mental health earlier. Yeah. I think that we should have another conversation about Absolutely. mental health. Absolutely. Um, and how important that is. So yeah, Smile Project that'll be in June, like early June. Um. Yeah, and then taking it, you know, kind of from city to city. I would say dropping broccoli bombs. So before we go somewhere, I like that dropping yeah, broccoli dro- bombs. Dropping broccoli bombs. So we're doing, you know, the volunteer and getting people active. We're building gardens, right? Um, and just building. I mean, before we just do an event, like it should, you know, really get tie in and buy in from the people that are there. So. Right. Okay. Let me. Yeah. T- it takes a a really strong team to be able to execute all of this so can you speak on just some key insights or some game that you've learned just from working within a team setting and making sure that that's like in tip-top shape to execute the things that you envision i mean yeah we definitely have an amazing team um watch out for people that have a lot of excuses Mm. (laughs) i always say that like when people have a lot of excuses or whatever and yeah. that's what they're putting their energy towards. Just watch out for that. You want people that are doers right. and are making things happen. Right, right, right. I don't know. I, that's uh, kind of like the main Undersell, over-deliver? Yeah, like just watch out people that are talking a lot or giving you a lot of talk why they can't do something. Like, right. Just watch out for those people. Right, right. <laughs> just stay away. That's they. I think that's crucial. Stay away from they. So, um, <laughs> yeah, and then just having people that make sense, you know, in your team. So you just got to have people that, you know, that do good work. Yeah. Um, and the team, you know, is you gotta have a good team. Like, you got to. So yeah. And what do people like? It's the iceberg, right? So what do people not see below, kind of that line? Like it's a, a, it's a ton of work that goes. A million into this. emails. Yeah. That, and it's funny because people want to, you know, intern and all that, but so much is just emails, correspondence, yeah. and talking, and meetings. I'm uh, meetings, and yeah. that's 
endless meetings. Death by meetings. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but you know what? Now, no meeting really should be longer than an hour. That's a fact. Like, no, any after that, it shouldn't yeah. be that long. Like, it Diminishing really. Diminishing returns. Yeah, people, you know, you, you end up tuning out. out. Yeah. So, really, 45 minutes is the best right. time. You can get a lot done, and you should be able to get a lot done within 45 minutes. Right. right. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Let's real talk. <laughs> All right, I'm done. So, damn, I lost my train of thought already. Oh, so this is a question, and I hate to have you answer for the entire team that isn't here, but since you are part of the team, I want to know, how do you, how does the team value its influence, just the influence that it's had start to present? I think it's really hard to look at influence from inside out mm -hmm. because you don't feel – outside because you because sometimes you know you're working and you know we're working on our bubble and then sometimes like you look up and people are coming back at you and mm. like oh and you forget about it you know what yeah, i mean like yeah. you forget about people see the work that you do right yeah. and i think so we forget about it um i think we're getting a little better at it i don't think that we even fully understand the influence that you know that's going on like i don't i don't really i don't think we quite even get it i think you know i think we're getting there but you know, it's just, it's hard. It's mm -hmm. hard to look at things sometimes from the outside in. Mm -hmm. I think you get, sometimes you get better insight from somebody that's from the outside and you kind of, oh, you know what I mean? Like you get their thoughts on things because you get caught up, you know, in the weeds to right. some extent. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, I understand that, you know, we're able to move people and, and there's different influence and things are going on. Um, but I think when you're creating waves, sometimes it's hard to feel the waves because you're in the, you know, you're in the, the center point. Right. There's a, you know, there's a waves or tsunami or whatever at the earthquake point is just there and then right. you know it just goes and moves out so, so you put on great you put on great festivals great events how are you able to like and i'm looking at the lineup ray Schremer, solange 21 savage lil yachty you know and then it's so diverse because you got rhapsody nick grant chas french yeah nail you nick got grab listen a lot of nick grant i fuck with nick yeah, grant nah, i definitely yeah. listen a lot right, of nick like, grant yeah, you, you right. got you, you were able to get like uh like the the phenomenons right now like so like the lil yachty's but also had a spitters and like yeah you know the the like the, I was really happy to see Rhapsody the, on that. Yeah, yeah Rhapsody is a legend. Yeah, you know is, what I'm saying? She's like, dope as fuck. yeah. How how what is the science now? And don't give us a secret sauce, but you know what I mean? Like, I mean, I just having a ground. I, and I say Brandon is really good at that. Like he really, and we've always been, like, we were Gold Link's first big show. Mm. We were K Trinata before he got kind of got big. Yeah. Sango, and so mm, I think yep. we've always been kind of a little bit ahead of the, right curve, of the curve in terms of before they blow yeah, 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 and kind yeah, of yeah. just peeping. How things go, like really you know seeing I mean? the landscape. Like, yes, yeah. and I think yeah. you know Early we've adopters. been really good at that. Yeah, so yeah. I think we've pr been pretty good at that throughout yeah. the years. Like people have blown up, you know, after like you know after the festival or whatever. Not right. say we made them, but it's right. like you know before people knew who they were. Like we introduced people to mm -hmm. you know we introduced people to it. So the internet, like come on, oh, man. yeah, right, so right. Like I actually, there's quite a few people I I know who are at the festival who. Weren't familiar with. Come on, Anderson, Anderson Pack. Come on, Anderson. 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 Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've been listening to a lot of Anderson too. And I'm just like, He's incredible. What? He's a musician. Uh, musician. But then I, so I gotta remember, like everybody don't always right. know what you know. Right. Whatever. It might like, take a little longer. He really just came yeah. for future. Right. <laughs> nah, but he, I think he got a lot of people. Like Anderson, people didn't know about Anderson. Right. Yeah, he's like dope. he he gained a lot of new fans yeah, that right. day. You I know peeped him at the 9:30 club months later and was like still in awe. Like his performance. He's like a real musician. Yeah, he's a real musician. So so. Final question, just speaking about people who first time learned about arts. First, if, for a person their first time going to any of the events within Broccoli City Week, what can they expect? Um, a good time, good music, good food, good vibes. Um, yeah, I mean, just, just, just good times and good energy. I mean, just, just come get some good energy and give out good energy. Um, yeah, and open your mind up, learn some things, mm -hmm. find out some new artists, some new vendors, some people, things you didn't know about. Just be open-minded. I think if you come open-minded with good energy, you know, you're, you're in a good space. Okay. So all the, the web info, website, social media, where yeah. can people find out more information? Uh, Broccoli City across all social media, um, bcfestival.com. You can get information on the week, the 5K everything so yeah bcfestival.com chip in is the app mm -hmm. c-h-i-p-n um 
we're on iOS currently, and we haven't expanded to Android, which we will. But chip in, download the app. We'll put you the can, link in the description. Yeah, we'll too. Appreciate it. And so, um, yeah, so you can figure out you can earn a ticket that way. So you should, you know, what I mean, you can earn a ticket by volunteering. Okay. So, yeah, man, just you know, the tickets get, are still available. Tickets are still available. Okay. Yeah, but right. get them, get them quick. Get them quick. So. Yeah, DC's a last minute city, so you before you know it, like <laughs> yeah. come like Tuesday next week, it's just like nah. oh, you missed the boat, right? You know. So nah, come you can earn a ticket to the festival. Yeah, you know I mean, Boom. so yeah, chip in. You can you can get LinkedIn or whatever. So and we we ain't hard to get at. Okay, I right, will. Yeah. Once again, Daryl, appreciate you coming appreciate on. It, this has been an amazing show. Yeah, nah, good conversation. And we got to nice. come back again for that uh that smile episode, smile project episode. Anytime, yeah. anytime. You know what I mean, I'll come up here and talk whenever, whatever. Okay. And we're going to hold you to that, bro. <laughs> nah, ain't nothing to it, man. <laughs> all right. All right, <laughs> ain't nothing to it. All right. That's a wrap. The All The Fly Kids show was powered by Fairground Creative Media and is recorded at the Innovator Studio inside Impact Hub, located in the Penn Quarter section of downtown D.C. Engineered by Backpack Matt and Ryan Gordon and produced by Geronimo Nose, me, You can subscribe to and listen to this podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Mixcloud, and Spreaker. Tell a friend and pay it forward.